Welcome back to the Talking Hedges eight-part cannabis business plan. You made it all the way through. This is part eight. We started with part one. That was how to develop the ideal team. We moved on to part two. That's how to target uh, who you're going to sell to. Finally, what you're going to sell and how much. Part four was about investing equity or debt. Part five was putting your pitch deck together. Six was about automation, scaling, expanding. Part seven was the island of opportunity of Puerto Rico. And now we're on part eight. This is about partnerships, mergers and acquisitions, and exit strategies. Strap on your seatbelts. Classes in session. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. If you haven't already created an exit strategy, it's sort of working backwards. You're not going to be in this industry forever. So anybody who thinks that they're going to be a legacy and, and be in an emerging market like this, you're out of your mind. You don't have the scale. You don't have the, the manpower. You don't have the uh, money. You don't have any of it. <laughs> you're just not going to be around. And so you need an exit strategy, use that money, and then come back when there's more opportunities. Like when there's a time for... Uh, craft cannabis, when there's a time for alternative. Right now, this is just big conglomerates coming out and you're not going to survive. So best to get in, first move advantages, get some money, get out, think about an exit strategy. That is um, uh, mergers and acquisitions. You're going to be acquired whether you want to or not. Capitulation is forced consolidation. That's going to happen. Uh, best to have a, a strategic partnership, create some co-op models, things of that nature. Um, basically right now, kind of going to go into what some of the trends are when you're uh, in this space and you are going to be acquired or you're looking to acquire somebody else. What does that merger look like? What are the opportunities? How do you create a partnership? And ultimately, what is the exit strategy look like? We're going to run through all of that stuff, starting with um, just the basic mergers uh, and acquisitions investment trends. You're starting to see a lot of investment in cultivation and retail. Uh, the missing sector in between is the manufacturing. You have producers, you have processors, you have retailers. That's the vertical integration. Of course, you have delivery and ancillary outside of that. But right now, investment in cultivation and retail is accounting for about 60% uh, of 2021 deals. Uh, includes over $6 billion worth of deal flow. Investors are looking specifically at like technology. Um, they want to see a lot of um, the information on the back end. So there's been repeatable business. It's uh, these multi-state operators going in and have redundancies and buying the same thing over and over and over again. But when there is uh, cross-state legalization, you're not going to have that. In the meantime, a lot of these people are kind of wasting their money. So it's best that you come in at a local level, build it up for them and sell it. There's a huge chance you might sell to a Canadian company. They have uh, a lot of capital having gone with the public markets in a federally legal environment up in Canada. So they're, they've got their own global emerging market. There's a $500 billion opportunity for them to kind of come down for these private American companies and acquire them at much lower valuations because you don't have that stupid speculation uh, that you see in some of the uh, penny stocks or even in Canada right now. A lot of these companies are incredibly overvalued, and we're seeing some of those multiples come down from 15x down to uh, even lower, uh, around you know 9.5, 10x. It's not just the, the stock prices; valuation multiples have been trending downwards too. 
So if you're looking at a conservative discount, uh, discounted cash flow model for your valuation, rather than picking an arbitrary $420 million valuation, you need to understand that some of these analysts are looking at 2023 projections. What they do is they'll take a look at your enterprise value to your, um, your multiples. That is, is going to be closer to historic norms around 10x. It used to be just back in the day, simple 10x of your revenues is what somebody would buy you out at. So if you want to take 10 years worth of revenue, take that and run. And now the speculation of 15x has come down to 10x. We're kind of seeing that. Um, so that 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 drifting lower of that 15x is despite the cannabis industry seeing improved profitability, improved cash generation. There's uh, access to both debt and equity markets now in single digits. You can borrow money for like 8% instead of 40. There's strong cash positions. I've seen zero debt from a lot of folks in the industry, Merrimed, publicly traded company, um, some other folks out there too, scaling operations, buying people. Um, and even though there's legalization, we don't know what the timetable is, but even aside from all of that, you're still seeing prices come down. So a lot of that um, speculation is kind of coming down and you're starting to see that these companies like Tilray are struggling, Hexo is struggling, Canopy is struggling. And uh, these people who think like high prices are going to remain everywhere, two, $3,000 pounds, or, you know, <laughs> some folks think they're going to get $7,000 a pound is crazy. Just take a look around. $500 is what you should be putting in your pitch deck per pound. Uh, and um, that's going to be, if you can still remain profitable at that, great. If not, when people from Peru and Colombia and Chile come in at 15 cents per gram with landing costs, you're toast. Canada's definitely out of the picture. There's no way they're going to be able to compete at $6 a gram. So how do you survive? How do you pivot to stay relevant? Find some partnerships. Uh, if you're only a retailer, find somebody else who's a producer processor, try to work with them if it's legal, if you're able to, and uh, max out on the number of locations you can have. If you're a retailer, get three locations if you can, if you're in the Northeast. If you're on the West Coast, get so six locations if you can. Uh, if you're producing, keep on trying to um, find other places and other regions, other states to um, Get your genetics out there, get your name out there, get your brand out there and become somebody that is in the spotlight to be acquired. Because if you sit around and think you're going to be a, a, a Larry's Handy Mart in a world of 7-Elevens, it's not going to happen. The people won't end up trusting that little store over the um, it, the expectation. They know what to expect in a 7-Eleven consistency um, pricing at a scalable rate. You're not going to be able to compete. You're not going to be able to uh, compete at that scale. So just take your money, first mover advantages, and, and do something else. Come in at craft cannabis at a later date when that's a available opportunity. But you should find strategic partnerships. You should try to get out of your comfort zone, out of your area, and start really, really thinking about exit strategies so that you can merge with somebody else and be acquired rather than capitulate, just fold. Here's some examples of what you might look for or expect to see uh, if or when you're in that position to be acquired. Just recently saw four MA transactions that closed this week for a total transaction amount of 165. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna. Mom show. 
And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.